Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerdcade Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerdcade Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn, found wherever podcasts are given away for free. And of course, we also want to shout out our lovely other Patreons over at patreon.com backslash Owen Podcast, including Derek Diamond, O-Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig, and I am The Rampage. I don't mind. What's your question? So, is this record, like, is the video recorded? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, then you post that on the on YouTube channel. Yeah, we do it on YouTube. Oh, that music can only mean one thing. You hear them voices over there, too. It is the Open <laughs> Micros Podcast. How can you not hear it? Dude, I did we a test run. Music, I did a test run with... Dude, I did a test run with my other podcast a little while ago. They heard everything. I don't know why you can't hear the music. I, I think no. I think my uh, my um, my board here just hates this show. I think that's not what it is. Not a fucking chance, dude. Oh, you, not you a tra- fucking chance. You can't hear this? Did you hear that? No. Dude. No. So weird. Here's, here's the thing. Here's what's funny. So we have like a running gag on the show where we just like never tell the guests that they probably won't hear the theme music. So inevitably they hear just a silence and they're like, oh, I need to fill this silence because these guys are bad at podcasting. Right. Yeah, and but, this right. time I did it too. I did it as right. well. And here's the thing. It works perfectly for my other podcast, but it does not work here. And I don't get it. I don't understand why. Talking uh, through that theme song can only mean one thing. Yeah. It's time for open micers. <laughs> Jacob, you wanna you wanna you wanna introduce our guest here tonight? I would absolutely love to, dude. I actually discovered this guy uh only a few months ago, thanks to the handy dandy YouTube algorithm. I watched oh. his entire special uh live in a bowling alley, which was fucking fantastic. It is currently available on the Graham K YouTube channel. He puts out clips very regularly, so I would suggest you subscribe to that for some funny little shorts of all the stand ups It's the one and only Graham K. How you doing, man? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, that's crazy. That's how you found out about me, huh? The, the algorithm. Wow. Yeah, dude. Um, so I've I've been watching a lot of um just like self-made YouTube specials. Yeah. From like uh 800 pound gorilla media and yeah. uh, people like that. And I, I just I love it so much because like to me. The stuff that's on Netflix right now is just like so not what comedy is, really. Like it's just a bunch of, you know, established people getting highlighted with like some trash fifth hour that they threw together and (laughs) yeah, Netflix. That happens a lot. Like a lot of people, you know, you they 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 get a big uh, payday. And yeah. you, it takes about two years to write an hour of material for any, like even the best person. For sure. Um, and and if you have like eight months, you're like, well, yeah. uh, <laughs> I want that payday. So it's yeah. a bunch of like half thrown together stuff. But if if it's someone's first special, it's still pretty good. Like Shang Wang's, it was his first special. Oh yeah. Um, and that was awesome. That was on Netflix. But I think that only happened because. Um, uh, like he he only got the opportunity in the first place because he's really good friends with um what's her name um, Ali Wong Ali Wong like he deserves it he deserves yeah. the opportunity but he needed in order for someone like that to get on Netflix they need like 
someone huge to be like put them on yeah. right you know so yeah. you you're, you're you're right like people who are really good just don't get the opportunity anymore it's become like um it's like payola on radio back in the day see that's the weird thing because netflix mm-hmm. in back in the day used to be uh, they would uh, kind of like just be um brave to 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 just try new things and you know put all kind of stuff out there yeah they needed it, content it, it should be it should be it's it, it, it's like i guess what are they trying to save money for with their server farm somewhere like who cares if you put it on <laughs> you put it out there so i don't know i i, I yeah i guess it's because weird. netflix has gotten so big they just kind of get picky and choosy about what they put on because but the thing is with a with a comedy special you know the lower tier comedians you know i'm not talking about like you know Dave Chappelle, who gets paid you know twenty million dollars per special. I'm talking about like mm-hmm. lower, lower tier comedians who could put uh you know a good thirty minute special out that's decently filmed and just put it on Netflix. I mean, why why not? Netflix could pay them a certain percentage to put it on. I mean, there's plenty out there. Yeah, if it looks good, um, put it on. I mean, mine we shot on three red cameras those are like what they use to make movies oh yeah i got like i I got friends in the biz who helped me out and uh so it looks like it's netflix quality it's better than some of them on netflix in my opinion in terms of the quality yeah yeah and definitely definitely the jokes yeah ask me (laughs) yeah for sure a couple good zingers in there folks (laughs) yeah no it is it was really is a, a like a really good special um I found that like most of the YouTube specials that like it sucks that like people have to pay out of pocket for it. I think like Joe List spent like 120k yeah. on his new special, yeah. but the thing is, is like he's already like more like probably like tripled that money just in ticket sales because yeah, you know he yeah. he has that special's over a million views that you know that's all ticket sales, and then of course YouTube pays you a little bit of money too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's definitely got the money back and and then some it's it's just you have to make these wild investments in yourself and that's why i did it i mean and now look it's paying off right now i'm on the open micers podcast <laughs> that's right man so, hey, we're, we're hit we're makers man career. we're yeah. hit makers yeah, yeah. Over here. <laughs> no dude actually um we talked to ariel elias uh, oh, nice. a week before she went viral dude. oh wow the very next week she got a fucking high noon thrown at her and was on cnn <laughs> awesome Hey, our, awesome. I just saw today that our good friend Sean Patton's got a, a special coming yes. out on uh, I think so it's Peacock, funny. isn't it? Peacock or yeah, Peacock. It Peacock? It's, yeah. it's on Peacock. That's awesome. He's so funny. He's so funny. Yeah, he's I, so nice, too, dude. He's the he's just a great guy. Um, yeah, Ariel Elias is one of those comics that you you know people won't know about, um, yeah. but they're really funny, and they just there's no there's no industry anymore. There's no star system. There's no like. Mm-hmm. Comedy Central used to have like a feeder system. You'd be like, yeah, you do live at Gotham, and then that's like a five minute set or a seven minute set. And if you and they and then if you did well on that, then they give you um, a half hour. And then See, if people like that, then they would give you then they then they give you an hour, and then they would start putting you on like their Comedy Central shows. You have like little guest appearances as an actor or as a panel on something, and you know, maybe you, you maybe you, you there's just there, there's just there's all sorts of things like that for comics to do. 
like 10 years ago. And now all of that is gone. And, um, and so you kind of have to do it yourself and you have to, you're basically a slave to the algorithm now. Like I have a little calendar right to the right of my screen. You guys can't see. And it's just stuff when I have to post stuff. So the algorithm will like me. And I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know how how old you are, but um, I used to watch like when I was a kid back in the late 80s or early 90s. I used to watch all those shows like Evening at the Improv, uh, Caroline's. uh, Was it uh, what was it called? Carol something at Caroline's. And it was all these uh, comedy shows at these really, you know, like at the improv, filmed at the improv, yeah. you would yeah. get in a 30-minute episode, you would get four or five really good yeah. co- comedian five-minute sets. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, that was a weekly thing. And I, I don't understand why they couldn't do something like that now, like when, with Netflix or Hulu or whatever, and just do yeah. like a 30-minute show they have, from somewhere they have, like that, like the comedy store or something. Yeah. No, that format would be great. That format, I mean, they have shorter sets on Netflix, but it's very like they don't do it very often. I think they stopped mm-hmm. doing it, maybe even. So, I mean, that's how Nate Bargatze got famous. I opened for him. He's doing literally. He just graduated from theaters to arenas because yeah. they because it couldn't fit that. Like you couldn't you could you know weekend you couldn't do like six shows in a theater. So he's like, now I do arenas. And that was because he did a 15-minute Netflix. Then he did, uh, then they gave him, like, another one. And then they gave him, and those, like, popped off. And so then he got in uh, an hour. And then he was, like, legitimately was, like, a huge draw and was too big for comedy clubs right after that. Yeah. Yeah. And now they don't do that anymore. And, and, yeah, like, and also, like, like we'll just the, pay the already famous people with the specials. Right. Uh, you know, you get the you know, like Patton Oswalds and all that, where they're playing these big, you know, these huge theaters and arenas and stuff like that. You know, you got Bill yeah. Burr doing uh, uh, yeah. Red Rocks, Red and Rocks, stuff. yeah. Whatever yeah. happened to like the smaller uh, comedy, the comedy shows? sucks. Like, you remember, a... like, look, go back and look at like uh, Richard Pryor live on Sunset Strip, and it's like he's in this yeah. tiny little club, like, just so killing awesome. it. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, I think uh, they, um, I, I think Nate just filmed his in a smaller place in the round where Richard yeah. Pryor filmed one of his specials. So yeah, that's gonna be cool. But um, but yeah, that I mean, yeah, comedy. Uh, I mean, I get why you do it at like Red Rocks, but co- comedy sucks at Red Rock. I'll tell right. you that right now. You're like in this giant amphitheater it should be in a small windowless basement where the sound cannot escape (laughs) and laughter's laughter's contagious and it the the sound bounces off the walls and people just laugh more and you just feel tight and it's like all right the comedian becomes looser and you can riff more and it's just it's more of a like a for not to sound too romantic about it but like a little more of a dance between the audience and the performer yeah (laughs) I think I told Jacob too when I first saw it when it first dropped a couple of weeks ago. Like that is the worst, one of the worst sounding uh, comedy specials I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. It sounds yeah. like the um, that Bill Burr video of him yelling at the people in Philly. That's all granny yeah. and it's filmed on like a <laughs> yeah, filmed on like a flip phone. Yeah, it's got recorded on a flip yeah. phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. It, it seems to me too. It's like it's almost like 
whenever a comic does get to perform bigger arenas like obviously we we don't get to see like every show that's on their tour but it seems like the the special like even if you just kind of separate the material from its merits a little bit it's like the specials that are filmed like in front of a bigger arena aren't as good as like the first special that was filmed like in a tiny comedy club because that's all you had Mm -hmm. like even if the material's better it's just like the situation is not as good because you have like I mean, you have what, like a thousand people at least who are there just because you're doing an arena that's in their town. Mm-hmm. Like they have no fucking clue who you are. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's it's funny. It's like I so a lot. If you don't do comedy, then it's sort of hard to understand that you could do the exact same set at two different places, and the audience could be good at one, you do really great, and the audience could be bad at another, and you do poorly. Mm-hmm. But your performance is almost identical. And my dad came to visit me last week and he watched me do two shows. And I was like, this first show I'm going to do poorly in. It's a bad show. And um, yeah, and I did badly. And I bombed in front of my dad. And it was humbling. <laughs> and, then, and then like I, you know, I then we went to a different place, went downtown. I live in New York. And um you know, it was the comedy cellar and it's just great there. And so I did the same stuff and it was like, and he was like, huh. And I was like, yeah, see, it's, it has a lot to do. It doesn't mean that the individuals in the audience that in the bad audience are bad audience members. It's like, it has a lot to do with context. And so like, if you're in a very good venue, you feel better as an audience member. And if you're out on a cliff 3000 feet away from the performer it's just different oh yeah right hang if you're like hanging onto the to a rock <laughs> you got like you're like <laughs> repelling while a guy's doing comedy you're not gonna laugh as much yeah it's just such a mm-hmm. it seems like such a weird place to do comedy like mm-hmm. an amphitheater it just doesn't i don't know yeah i mean i i watched some of that special i think i watched half of it it's pretty good like he's still super funny but i don't know I don't know. You gotta make you gotta go big. How long has it been since you got passed at the uh, the uh, comedy cellar? By the way, a couple years. A couple years. Yeah. Because to me, like that is is kind of the club where a lot of the hit makers, like the new, like graduating class, is kind of being grown. Because you got guys like Josh Johnson and Sam J, who are just in there regularly, like killing it. And like, I mean, in ten years from now, they're gonna be like, you know in my opinion, at least, like the Chappelle's and the birds of the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. For sure. There's like a, definitely a very, a, a very new group in there mm-hmm. than what it was. Like that old guard is kind of gone. They're still around, but it's definitely, I I wonder how they feel. Um, yeah. I think some of them are pissed off and some of them are not. Uh, the ones that are like have a great careers, I guess, don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, there's but... some really, really funny people that aren't getting booked as much as they used to. And they're still really, really funny. But there's right. just there's just so many funny new people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely seeing like sort of an emergence of like a new class almost because like the, you know, the old class of like the 
the Mark Normans and the Joe Lists, like, yeah, they're they're unknown to a lot of people still, but it's like they've kind of, you know, they've made it to where they're headlining on the road, like in every big club all yeah, the time. In the in the in like in the, in terms of like a, what a celebrity is in America or in the world, I guess they're not very big. But in terms of the comedy world, they're the highest. Yeah. They're the, oh, they're huge. They're, yeah. they're they're just below like the five super famous people. Right. They're like in the top twenty five famous comedians, hundred percent, especially in, in the world. So like they're they're crushing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially Mark Norman because he's on like yeah. no matter what podcast you listen to, dude, Mark Norman's yeah. been on it. Like he's been. He was, on yeah, this. yeah, he was on one of my podcasts. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he won't come on this one, but this is the only way. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's on here. Like hundred percent. We've we've talked to like every friend he has. So it's like <laughs> we're fucking like you're we're sinking your battleship, Mark Norman. We're fucking hitting all around you. Well. Bro. Maybe you, you can do that laundry you got behind you and uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. You hang this up is, something um, on the wall so it doesn't look like we're talking to you in a prison and then he'll come on. Hey, we're we're nothing but 100% professional here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Open mic. Dude, I, honest, I couldn't hear the music. Mark's not going to like that. Yeah. He's not going to like that. He's going to rip us apart as soon as he comes on here, dude. Yeah. Uh, For sure. I'll get it fixed before then. I'll I'll fix it. Yeah. No, this is how much of a fucking beta male I am, dude. Like, it's my, I'm in my extra bedroom with nothing on the fucking wall. Wow. My girlfriend's dirty laundry behind me. And she just texted me and told me I'm being too loud. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I have all. Even though before, yeah, the, even though before the show, like I could hear what she was listening to on the TV through the wall. I'm a slave in my own home, Graham. <laughs> I have, it's like, you are talking at this volume. And I don't know what look she's gonna listen to this maybe. Um no, and not. it's fine. Yeah. So it's a safe space. Um yeah. I don't know what she wants you to do, dude. Uh that's what happens. Don't you talk to her, get kids. her in here, I'll talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, hey, um, moderate comedy celebrity Graham K wants to listen, you, you stupid woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> I know way better than you. I have my own YouTube special, and you will respect me. I have thousands of views. Yeah. What do you have? Dirty yeah, laundry. I like having a uh, co-host. She might actually murder Jacob if he tries to tell her no on something. <laughs> she might. I will say I, I was ripping into you a bit and then you mentioned it was your extra room which is yeah. a bit of a very, flex. Actually. Yeah, very upper class. Mm -hmm. It's my extra room in a double wide trailer so it's so it's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes it very low. Low class. Right. Still that's great though. Thank you. Yeah, he sprung for the double wide, so you know, mm. he's falling these days. <laughs> I need the double wide because I'm a double wide, Bubba. Uh, <laughs> I can barely fit through the fucking doorways in this place. But, um, yeah, so in terms of um, getting your special made, like, what was, what was kind of, well, I, I don't want to ask you about, like, you know, how much money you had to spend to, to make the special, but, like, I mean, in terms of like the initial capital that you put up, I mean, have you made that back already? Like, was it was it worth it? And, you know, return ticket sales like. 
Yeah, it's still too early to tell. You know, I have not made my money back, but yeah. it's it 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 is it has been worth it. A hundred percent, it's been worth it. Yeah. I don't regret it at all. Um, you know, it, you you know, it's just it's a certain a certain point. You you know, I put out I've been putting out albums for a decade. Yeah. You know, I have four albums, and it's like at this yeah, point, I, I was about to say that's not even your first one on YouTube. No. No, I have another special that was produced by Just for Last Festival in Montreal, and um, but you kind like anyway. I was what I was gonna say is I, I was usually you make your you make an album after you have your your hour is done, and it's become it's like I'm it doesn't make sense to just audio record it anymore. Mm. In fact, I probably should have filmed my other ones too. Um, and so you might as well just spend a little bit extra on some cameras and sound equipment and hire an editor and hire a director and just film a special that way. So you need a bookend for your, you need a bookend for your material and you need, and I just need it to be out there. I, you know, it's, uh, what if I get hit by a truck tomorrow and it's like all my, all my materials just in my head and it's gone forever. Like I just needed, needed to get it out. So that makes any sense. is it harder to uh, like, are you actually like pushing it to any kind of uh, streaming services or is it hard to do that if it's already published on YouTube? Um, I went to my agent you, before when it was, we just had it on like um, uh, before it was like color corrected and um, we pitched it around and we just didn't hear back from any people. I, it is going to be on Amazon prime and it is going to be on um tubi and um some other things i think maybe like pluto tv or something like that some comedy channel on there but um yeah i have a i have someone working on on those deals right now um and that will probably um i'll probably get my money back through that but yeah. that is not really what why I did it. It's mainly to get it out, and yeah. and if people want to see it, they can, and that's what I'm proud of. I'm proud. All all I can control is is all I can control is like, is it funny? Right. Does it look good? And so I have those two things. I did my job. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like everyone who's like come on our podcast to kind of like talk about or promote a special or whatever too, like they they always talk about how they just kind of did it for the love of the game. And like, if they had to lose money on it to do it, then so be it. Because like, being mm -hmm. a comedian is like several year years of just being in the red and losing your money just because you love doing comedy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I make a I'm lucky that in the past few years I've been able to make a pretty good living, decent living. Like, I, I yeah, and so I you have to invest back into your business at a certain mm -hmm. point. And I look at this as a reinvestment into my business. So, um, I mean, what the hell am I going to, I'm going to, what am I going to buy? Like a, like a fancy couch. Well, I don't know. What do I, I don't care. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, you say you live in New York. Yeah. Do you even have room in your apartment for a fancy couch? I have two couches. I have, I have, oh, a, I'm in my shit. extra room as a matter of fact. Oh shit. So you're doing yeah. well. Well, they're stacked on, well, on top then. of one another. So that, yeah, they're, a, double -decker they're a double decker couch. <laughs> yeah, of course. The loft couch, people call them in New York. You wouldn't know about that. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. No, I live in the fucking woods. We don't even. <laughs> I've never seen a couch in my entire life. Um, yeah, no. Your couch is in it's your yard. It's a hollowed out log. <laughs> All right, dude. Um, fuck, my girlfriend gonna... is watching a, a puppet show right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Watching a, and there's just a man playing spoons for musical accompaniment. Don't even have a TV. It's just yeah, a fucking no. wooden block. I can't hear. I can't hear Joey Jimson play the spoons. Quiet down in there. <laughs> So how long have you been doing comedy? When did when did you start? Uh, two thousand and seven. Shit. Yeah, I was. I you get this. I was seven years old. Yeah, makes sense. You started comedy. Yeah, I was yeah. Thirty. Now I'm twelve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we're and we're doing the same. So, um, yeah, it's been a long time. I um I started in New York. I was an undocumented worker. And, um, I had, I got a, uh, a Conan audition. And so I, I could, it was illegal for me to do illegal for me to do Conan. So I had to move back to Canada and restart comedy after my fifth year in comedy. And, um, and after three years in Canada, I was able to like accumulate like enough things that I could prove to the American government that I was so funny. I wouldn't be on welfare. They let me in. <laughs> and so I got a green card and uh, then I moved to LA and then I moved back to New York because I like New York a lot. So why does, when I started out, I what's that. I was going to say, why, why does Canada have a lock on comedians? That seems to be the number one export of Canada. American comedy is dominated by Jewish people, black people and Canadians because it you have to be uh com, 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 people who are good comedians are good observers but they're also outsiders mm-hmm. so you have to be an outsider but also understand the culture that you're commenting on so we basically are the same but we are different and i'm not saying that canadians are the same as black people um in fact i would say um we have a lot more trials and tribulations than they do so <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't hey, think that's but we a controversial don't, thing to say. Hey, but we don't have yeah. military keeping you guys from coming across the border, though. <laughs> um, but we should, by all yeah. means, we should. Well, we have we have military keeping you guys from coming over, <laughs> right? Yeah, and trying to just, I don't know, not 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 being a school shooting, I guess. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, uh, no, I'm having a good time. I, 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 I like America a lot. I'm, I'm, uh, happy to be here having a good time. I just, um, I, uh, what the hell was I saying? Yeah, that, that's, so that's why it took me, it took me just a while to like get settled that kind of like being leaving and then having to come back. It was, you know, I, I did start over again in a weird way, but I, I had a really good, um, like uh opening class that I started out with in New York. I started out with Mark Norman, Sam Morell, mm-hmm. um uh Andrew Schultz and I took a comedy class together, our first like two months of comedy. Um who else did I start out with? Uh Michael Che, mm-hmm. Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. Uh I was like, I remember my first Just for Last Festival, it was a like 2013, and I'm like walking down the street with uh pete davidson and like it's like uh 
you know, Dan Soder and Nate are like walking a little bit ahead and um, a couple other people. And he's like, man, Graham, he's, you know, he was like 18 at that point. He's like, Graham, I, I, it might have been like 19. And he was like, Graham, I just want you like New York guys to like respect me. And uh, I was like, just don't worry about us, man. You're going to be fine. Keep doing what you're doing. You'll be, you're going to be big. And then um, like six years later, I saw him. He'd been on SNL for like four years at this point. And I saw him on a flight. Uh, he was like in first class going from LA to New York. And um, I was going on, getting on, about to go to the way to the back to the seat by the bathroom probably. And I, I pass him and I go, hey, hey, Pete. And he goes, hey, Mike. And, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's what fucking Kim Kardashian does to a person. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not his fault. I do not blame, I don't blame him at all. I just think it's funny that, like, that's life is so funny. This showbiz is so funny. Right. It's like, of course, I'm going to remember his name. It's in the news every day. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's he has every woman in the world. Did you ever yeah. think meeting Pete, like knowing Pete Davidson is like an 18, 9 year old boy? Did yeah. you ever think you'd be like, yeah, he's going to get inside Ariana Grande? Like, that <laughs> <ever>? <laughs> well, Ariana, Ariana Grande was seven back then. So I don't know what to think about those things. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. But no, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. That's, but you know, I mean, we, we, we all like knew that he was just getting, he was one of those people that was just going up. His career was just going up, 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 up. And and you're like, okay, well, this guy, I knew that he was, we all were pretty sure he was going to be big. Was he good with the women back then or no? Um, I, he was pretty private with that stuff. He might've been, I have no idea. He was pretty, he was like pretty, pretty, pretty into the comedy thing. You know, he was like focused, focused on comedy. He wasn't like bringing girls to shows and like worried about that shit. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, paid off. He might have been. I mean, I'm sure that he was getting girls, but I don't know. He had a pretty good special uh, not too long ago on Netflix where he introduced some other comedians. And uh, there were some pretty funny people on that uh, that special. I don't know if you guys saw that one. I think it was on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was from the uh, the Netflix festival thing, and a lot of people. Oh, were, I remember were, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like yeah, Pete Davidson my, presents the homies or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Julio Gallar, my buddy Julio Gallarotti was on that. Yeah, yeah, He's great. I love Julio. Yeah, it had um, I think Nico White was on it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. People too. like that. I mean, I I I think I like those. Like it's. That's something cool that I think a lot of people can do. Like, if you can do it, obviously there were so many of those for the Netflix uh, festival thing. But like, if you can be like, you know, Kevin Hart, and then just put your name on something and like not even be there and just be like, Kevin Hart presents these five comedians. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that can well, do it's nice so for much Pete, for people. It's nice for Pete and for Ali Wong to do stuff like that. Yeah, it's good. But, there's tons of people like even Snoop Dogg had one where Snoop Dogg was like, which I mean, he presented fucking Cat Williams. Like, he doesn't really mean that, like but... Snoop Dogg doesn't know who is a good underground comic, who's like a good underappreciated True. comedian. He's not in <laughs> <laughs> like smoking blunts with Martha Stewart. 
you know, <laughs> coaching I mean, there, football team. There are some good people on there. I think, um, I think Guy Tory was on there. He's, you know, he's, I mean, there were a few underground comics, but then, of course, like mm-hmm. the first person he brings out is Cat Williams. You're like, oh, like he's not helping anyone here. <laughs> Cat Williams is also, I will say this, uh, underrated. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the he went crazy, and he people just forgot about him. Right. I mean, like 2012, like like early 2000s, yeah. to 2012, Cat Williams, like you can't yeah. touch him. I mean, he's yeah. just like the best comic at that time. When you and were I, eight, you were watching him. I mean, like, <laughs> oh yeah, hopes be, hopes be crazy, <laughs> dude. Why do you think I'm a comedian now? Because I was <laughs> watching Cat Williams when I was eight. And I'd be like, all right, big Kenton. Uh, and then i feel like kevin hart just kind of ruined his career because there could only be one you know funny short black dude well yeah he probably it's probably something to it to be honest and i'm sure he feels that way and he's probably not 100 wrong yeah but he also did shoot himself in the foot i remember like i was i used to work at a restaurant and these dudes that i worked with went to go see cat williams at like madison square garden or something and or like Carnegie Hall, like some big place, and then he just didn't show up. What? He just uh, what? he's had like a manic breakdown, or I don't know what, but he just didn't do comedy that night. He just treated it like a fucking job interview. It was like, <laughs> yeah, he you know what? Like, I don't need this. He treated it like a bar show. <laughs> he just canceled. Oh my god! And um, his opener had to headline. And um, I remember them do. They're like, I don't remember. They're like, they didn't remember the guy's name, but they were doing his jokes. And I was like, oh, that's Will Sylvance, who's a, a oh, staple yeah. at the Comedy Cellar. And um, yeah, and now I work with Will Sylvance. I'm gonna post a video with me and Will Sylvance tomorrow, folks, which will be November twenty second. Hell yeah, that is what tomorrow is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, that's my name dropping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love Will, man. That, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing that I like about um, New York comics, especially. I feel like LA comics don't kind of have that same, like, brotherhood where, like, they're kind of trying to bring other people up and whatever. Like, yeah, they all do each other's podcasts, but it's like, you're, you know... You never yeah. kind of hear someone bring up like, oh, my friend Will Sylvitz, who yeah, I love. And I, you know, like, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like most of the, you know, it, it's it seems like it's just a, a whole different kind of like world of comedy out there. Yeah, um, there. I, I lived out there for two years and I would say that there is less that is somewhat true. I think a lot of it has to do with how spread apart the city is frankly yeah but also there but there is there is some camaraderie there there's little cliques but they they are spread out and don't seem to interact with each other as much and here here you do and it's it's great it's one of the great things i don't know if you guys feel the same way about stand-up but it's like um you like you 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 become you you're like part of a fraternity and i was not expecting that when i started to like have so many friends because of it and new friends like i'm i meet new friends all the time i am a yeah. full-blown adult and i still make new friends all the time 
It's amazing. Yeah. Dude, I keep forgetting that you're Canadian until you say the word click wrong. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? What do you, I say click. What do you say? Click. Yeah, it's click. Uh, you're probably know. right to be honest yeah. <laughs> your, your people have a better grasp on the language also niche bothers me it's niche I yeah niche. i say niche i say okay. niche yeah oh what do you what do you say about the country uh qatar you say qatar oh. or do you say cutter i say qatar but isn't it like qatar or something like it's, i'm not gonna it's... i'm not gonna say like qatar i'm not gonna go yeah it's know? supposed it's like to be cutter me. according to oh. a lot of people oh, really? it's supposed to be cutter and I'm like, oh. I can't fucking say cutter. It's it's guitar. Yeah, we'll just say guitar. It's fine. Yeah. I um no, like back to the camaraderie of, among comics. Uh I remember one time I was doing Jason was there. I, I've told this story before where I, I got in a bar fight outside of a uh it was like an open mic competition thing where like <laughs> if if you were the funniest person, you win money. And uh, I got in a street fight outside. With, I can't with... imagine you getting into a street fight. I know we've never really met. Graham, Graham, yeah. I've yeah. been in so many street fights. Wow. Uh, the I haven't been on stage in months because the last time I was on stage, I got attacked on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm and so just, sorry, I, man. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, it made me kind of like think about my priorities, whatever, because like I have a young daughter too. So it's like, what if I got fucking killed? And then she was like, my dad is out telling dick jokes. And then someone stabbed him in the fucking throat. What? Um, what? Where are you yeah. in comedy? Where? Mississippi. Where are Mississippi. If that makes sense. And why sense. are they attacking you? Because they're, um, they're because we're we live in Mississippi. That's <laughs> why. That's like the start and end of it. But like, it's a huge problem in the South, dude. Like, people just really don't get comedy, and everyone here is so fucking disrespectful. It's incredible. Um. Yeah, I got in a in a in a fist fight outside of a bar in Mobile. Uh, because this guy is like his his girlfriend didn't like my joke or something said I was a perv or something like that. Yeah. And I said back like, "Well, fuck you, cunt" or some shit like that. Like the same kind of shit she was, she was saying to me. Yeah. And, and they go, "You want to fucking fight, whatever." And the guy who won the competition, this is one of his friends. Like, so it's just some guy who got brought to a bar to win an open mic competition. Yeah. To, like stack the crowd with. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he takes a swing at me. I duck. I don't hit him back. He runs, he walks away or whatever. And then I turn around and there's like three comics who I just met at this competition with their fucking arms up. Like what, what's that guy's problem? Like, we're going to kick that guy's ass. Hmm. Like I've never met these people before this night. And all three of them were ready to just like fight someone for me. Just cause. Oh, I was awesome. Oh, uh, that's so awesome. Well, the that's thing is it, it's a comedy yeah. competition. It, it, it's this bar that does comedy every saturday night or whatever whatever night it was we're over there doing this competition everybody knows it's a competition but these people that this dude brought apparently have never been to a comedy show in their lives i don't and, think they've ever been in public to yeah be I, I don't think they know they how to don't know how to fucking behave around other humans and so we're all on you know every comedian that's going on the stage these people are heckling and talking and trying to like talking with like talking at the comedians and like everything it's just like madness to try to get Sounds through like this a nightmare it, it was it was a nightmare it, that was the night i walked up on stage there's this one guy that kept talking to every single comedian like heckling every single comedian and i am deaf in my left ear so the first thing i did when i got on stage is i looked at that guy and i said look i'm hearing impaired i can't hear what you're saying anyway so shut the fuck up and he didn't say yeah. shit through my whole set 
Hey, yeah, great. That's great. You gotta, you get, you gotta take charge sometimes. Let them know that they're bothering people. Uh, I always like, so like, you're, I, I'm always like, you, I know these jokes. I'm getting paid regardless. You're just robbing yeah. people around you. You just remind the other people in the audience that they are screwing with them, not me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. and then people get him. The heckler usually sometimes get sometimes gets embarrassed. But uh, one time I got um, <clears throat> almost beat up in a small town. Was uh, so I I was judging a comedy competition. <clears throat> in order to get a green card, you one of the things you have to do is judge your peers to show that you're like in higher standing right. in your industry. So I flew to the i think is the sudbury comedy festival sudbury ontario i've heard of it yeah yeah it 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 is like just like how it sounds if you just picture how it sounds that's what it looks like uh it's just like a mining town and there's like tough people there and it's like this like especially the young men there they just fight all the time and there is this one sort of nerdy guy with a beard. He looks like he never leaves the woods, his cabin. He had great jokes. I, I, he, he had really funny, well-written jokes, and he didn't bring anybody. And then the other person, you know, he, you know, he did great, this, this guy with the beard. But, and there was like five people. And then one guy just did so well. And he was like humping the stool and he was like using the micro like as like a swing in it like it was his penis and like <laughs> yeah. just the worst comedian you've ever seen. Like a, like right. a sketch about a bad comic. Yeah. So and, my aunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know why. Now I know why you're getting fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hate a lot. Um, people are trying to help you. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Get me out of the situation. <laughs> get, get him off the stage. He's ruining his life. Uh, but anyway. So anyway, I I judged it so that the the nerdy guy won. And an hour later at the bar, this girl comes up to me and goes, "How come that guy didn't win? That guy so he did the best." And I was like, "I know, but his jokes weren't very good." She's like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "You know, I explained up in the stool, blah blah." blah. And then he comes. Then I turn I turn back to look at my beer. And then two seconds later, he's there and goes, "I heard you're talking. Uh, are we allowed to swear on this?" Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just talking shit about me uh, to my girlfriend. Talking shit about my girlfriend, bro. Like, it was just a setup. Like, and then there's like three of his buddies behind him. And, uh, and I was like, You want to fight? And they're like, Yeah. And I was like, All right, let's go outside. And then we went outside. And uh, I'll, go, I'll go first. I'll meet you out there. And they're like, I was like, You get your boys. I'll meet you out there. And they're like, Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be dead, bro. And I was like, oh, we'll see. And then I went outside and I ran all the way back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, dude. in I the mean, snow, that's... just top speed. Hey, I don't in blame you. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, there's, there's just, no ah! way to win in that situation, <laughs> especially, especially when you're in a town where like you don't know anybody and you have I'm no not friends. Die for these animals? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh, weird. I'm sorry that you keep getting attacked on stage. I, I'm sorry that um, this it's not going viral, and you're not you're not. I know, right? <laughs> the thing is, like, it, it wouldn't have gone viral because I didn't do anything clever. 
like the, yeah. the you know i was like trying to do crowd work with this with this table of just outrageous and i was headlining by the way i was the headliner of this bar show and it's 11 o'clock at night and their story was that oh we're having dinner and uh this guy's brother's funeral is tomorrow and we're just trying to have a nice dinner i'm like dude it's 11 p.m and you were all fucking shit-faced and just ruining this night for everyone else that's here and um i was trying to do it was like an ambush show uh no it wasn't like it was it was planned like two months in advance like i'm the headliner of this place it's just they didn't know like there was like they didn't you know come in like no one told them there was a fucking it's like a bar it's a bar slash restaurant but it's it's like a a a tourist kind of a place uh-huh. we're on the so Gulf there's Coast just people there that didn't know there was gonna be a comedy yeah show. they do these right. comedy nights like once a month but mm-hmm. the, the the restaurant doesn't do jack shit to like let their patrons know that yeah. there's gonna be comedy but, but the thing is is like there were fucking six comics on before i was on like i'm i'm closing the show like you have so much opportunity to be like i don't want to be here and listen to this and just fucking leave but instead like you know, I was just, I was trying to like include them in the show and then fucking started doing crowd work at their expense to other people. And some guy came and threw a water in my face. So I threw my cigarette down his shirt and that pissed him off. And we just ended up fighting. Were you smoking on stage? Yeah, it's open air. Like it's, um, oh. so you go into like this elevator or take the stairs up or whatever. And it's, it's called the sky bar. It's like this open aired like bar. So like you can smoke in there and do whatever. Yeah cool very yeah. jazzy yeah. yeah i was very impressed that i got the cigarette down his fucking shirt like I, it was like just the perfect like michael jordan like cigarette Amazing. burn on the fucking neck dude <laughs> i gotta say you're really antagonizing these people though <laughs> yeah no to be fair well, well, i mean i didn't start it right like uh, <laughs> i mean they you know it's like if you talk shit to a comedian like don't expect a comedian to not talk shit back it's like yeah i don't I work for myself. Like, you can't be like, I want to speak to your manager. Like, yeah, but you're the, I think you're the only comedian that's like actively tried to light a heckler on fire. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I'm coming prepared fire. next time, dude. The next time I go on stage, I'm going to bring a fucking thing of lighter fluid and <laughs> just a fucking big lighter, dude. I'm just going to see a just a. TMZ, this comedian accidentally lights himself on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funniest part of the night. Comedian <laughs> joke. Hey, now that's going to go joke viral. bombs, then he lights himself on fire. Yeah, Did that write bombs? <laughs> if that goes, that, that probably would, Not that you would bomb. be the thing that you goes, that makes you go viral, Jacob, is uh, fourth. Fourth degree burns. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. I've already had third degree burns on my shoulder, dude. Like, uh, I'll fucking do it again if I yeah. can be famous. But uh, we're coming, Comedy Central credit. We're coming up to the end of the episode, and uh, Graham has been absolutely awesome talking to you, man. Um, yeah, but, thanks. Um, thanks for having me. One more question before we go. I just want to know how you feel since uh, because of what we talked about at the beginning of the episode. How do you feel? Is the um state of comedy right now do you think it's um do you think that we'll get to a place again where we'll get to see those kind of smaller um you know the smaller specials in a big setting like netflix or anything like that or do you think that the smaller shows are going to be 
more self-produced and and have to rely on like you said the algorithm um i think that it's going to be an amalgamation of both i think that this sort of what's happening now will settle down into like the best self-produced specials will get people big enough where netflix will give them like a small like a half hour special or something like that or whoever you know so I I still think that producing your own thing is going to be an important first step, which is too bad because a lot of people, you know, like I don't have a family. If I had a family, I probably wouldn't, uh, couldn't afford to produce my own special. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I should be buying like diapers. So it's kind of messed up in that way. But um, I don't know. Yeah. So, maybe uh, we could make like a collective. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That would actually be kind of cool where uh, you have like a bunch of low level, lower level comedians. We all get together and pool our money and film specials yeah. for each other. Yeah. Yeah. You'd buy a camera <laughs> crew for like two nights and film like six specials. It's actually not yeah, a bad idea. <laughs> so they're, they're kind of doing that in Austin right now. Um, our buddy Mike Eaton that, that came on the show. That's what his special was. It, it was part of like three or four other people who all went on stage that night for like 30 minutes each. And then they just mm-hmm. did all the cameras and stuff and, you know, and gave it to them to each like release on their, uh, their own YouTube specials. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's smart. It's a, it's a really good, I think that's a, you know, there's always a solution. It's just, yeah. It, it's just, a, it's just, there's a lot of really funny people. It's, you can definitely get your, there are pros and cons to everything. Yeah, I don't know. I have no. I don't. Know. I, I truly, truly, to answer your question, Jason, I have no idea, and I've never had any idea. I don't know anything. I just. I'm just. I, I'm just. Yeah. I'm just with you. Yeah. I hate having to yeah. deal with like an algorithm or anything. I'm yeah. the worst about trying to to understand when to post and what to post and. Like having to be on a schedule of when to post things, and it's just, ugh, I hate it. It's it's too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. I recently started outsourcing the editing for a lot of these clips because it was just I was writing less. I was like spending. I'm like a video editor all this stuff. I'm like, well, I don't have a day job. I'm I have the time. It's like, no, I I need to be creating. I can't be like yeah, cropping stuff yeah. all day, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of shit with podcasting, too, dude. Like, if, if I didn't have to get up and go to work, then I would just spend eight hours doing shit for the, for the podcast because it's just there's so much shit to do when it comes to writing or performing or whatever your own stand up. And then, too, like producing your own show, booking guests, creating graphics, fucking putting out promo clips, doing TikTok and, you know, Snapchat clips, and you know, all that fucking bullshit you have to do if you want to, you know have yeah 12, 12 yeah, people I, I, we did a little test of the uh the youtube shorts a couple of weeks ago we took a uh one of our listeners uh i am the rampage give him a shout out he uh took a clip of one of our episodes and, and gave it to me mm-hmm. and i i put it up on youtube shorts and it went pretty crazy for about a day or so and uh, a couple thousand uh downloads of it and i was like wow that's I need to do more stuff like that but i just don't have the time to do it like I yeah. have to go back and listen through the entire episodes again to try to find like, you know, one little 10, 15 second clip is like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. You could always just like, um, have a little sheet of paper and go, oh, that was funny at 
37 yeah. minutes or something like that. Well, we have an unpaid intern as well, so we can just have him do, yeah. you know, all <laughs> the backbreaking labor. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's the way to do it. BJ yeah. DeBlow, yeah. So, that's his name. Give him a shout out on the show here. Yeah, um, BJ, if you don't have us a clip by the morning, you're fired. <laughs> so just, um, just hurry up and um, make it snappy, okay? Yeah. yeah. Well, Graham, hey, tell you're, you're a great manager. Yeah, he Thank is. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, Graham, tell everybody where they can find your stuff on the interwebs guys um definitely check out my special it's youtube.com slash graham k comedy my name is spelt graham like the cracker and my last name is k a y so g-r-a-h-a-m-k-a-y follow me on instagram at mr graham k and um yeah i'm gonna be i tour all the time you know so uh you can sign up for my little uh my little mailing list, and then I, I shoot you an email if, you, if I'm going to be in your state, and that's that's it. That's what we're doing. I got to get the mailing list up on the link on on my Instagram or on my website at uh, GrahamK.com. That's it. Awesome. Well, uh, Jacob, you got anything you want to throw out there before we leave this evening? Yeah, dude. Uh, live in a bowling alley, definitely one of my top five specials of the year so far. I definitely suggest that you guys Thanks, check man. that out. It means a lot. I appreciate um, it. No problem, dude. Um, yeah. So the next month, uh, before the end of the month, Jason is going to wax me uh, <laughs> as our special Patreon torture Jacob fucking segment. What I don't even know what we're doing. I anymore, can't wait. Dude. I don't know why. Why? But yeah, we're Jason's gonna wax me. I'm gonna take and, a um, nipple off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I do have some gnarly fucking nipple hairs that you can wax. Um, aside from that, I already booked all of December already um and we have some pretty cool people coming on man uh if you like guys who produce their own comedy specials we have someone else like that and we have two very funny females coming on as well one of whom used to be a playboy model so i'm very excited for that one let's go boys <laughs> uh, and for me if you uh, are interested in video games at all or retro video games Go check out the Nerd Cave Retro Show at Nerd Cave Retro, my other show. We just celebrated 300 episodes. We've been doing it for Too six years. Minute. Go check it out at Nerd Cave Retro on Twitter and Instagram. And that's going to do it for us this evening. If you would like to email us, you can email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. We are at openmicers on Twitter and Instagram. And go to patreon.com slash ompodcast to support the show. And you get to watch me take off one of uh, Jacob's nipples this month. And uh, go do that. And we will see you guys next week. Don't forget to cancel Gerard Butler. <laughs> we got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order.